been wanting to do a podcast and we're gonna do this casual. I know where it came from. <laughs> Right. Yep. <laughs> As it should be. Yeah. Why we're in business of the outdoors and why other people should get into it. Good to see you. A hell of a lot of worse places. Oh yeah. So the second question is, um, uh, how did you first get in the woods? Is the first one. The second question is. Uh, what is it that you do in the outdoors now? What's your What's your business in the outdoors? The tinsel tents. Um, it was just something. As soon as I came across them, it it it, re- it sparked, it ignited the whole thing again. It became fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I think what really blew my mind is the first video that I saw, and there was one on the edge of a cliff, and it's uneven ground, and it's just like those are the spots I want to camp. It's yeah. like those, I it I wasn't, it was no longer dictated by the terrain. It was like, ah, that just changed something. It's just a light bulb went off and it's like, this is cool. This is so a different way of doing this. That, uh, on a podcast, people oh. may not be able to see that. Oh, yeah. And, and, and this is, <laughs> this is true that. The first one, explain what tinsel tents are and then tell that story about how you first saw them. Um, they're tents suspended between three trees um, using a, a system of ratchets and webbing um, to get you off the ground. Um, so they're usually suspended three, four feet off the ground. Um, you don't need a perfect configuration of three specifically placed, geometrically perfect trees. There's there's some sway into that. Um, just it's 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 like a <laughs> I love this. It's a, if a hammock and a tent were alone in the woods some night and got together a little brown to brown to brown. This would be the hybrid offspring of <laughs> of that tent. I mean, it, it was the best of both worlds. Um, for me, it was. And it just spoke to me and, and got me back out uh, outdoors. It's, I like things that are innovative, a little bit different. I like the whole thing, thinking outside the box, box not included, that whole, just try something different. And it gave me a different perspective on on going out. I like these normal parking lot campground type things. I could still set up, and I have several of them, but it just got me back back country a little bit more. Um, And I was lucky enough, I was in Montana, and would head out to Washington, Northern Oregon, and that was my playground up into Banff and Jasper and so forth. And it was just the coolest thing ever. And I guess a little bit of the factor that I didn't see any other ones out there, mm. and that was kind of cool. Um, 
So what do you do for them now? Now? <laughs> I represent uh, Tensel uh, as three tree tent uh, here in the U.S. Uh, I have a wholesale with them so I can uh, get the tents for sale. Um, and then uh, at the moment, uh, Tensel Experience Camps, which is another another aspect of Tensel. It's not directly related to them, but they're, they're camps around the world um, in different spots and UNESCO World Heritage Sites and just really beautiful spots around the world and trying to get something like that established here, here in, uh, in the U.S. But it's, it's interesting because it's going from just what I envisioned to, to trying to get more people out into it. Um, I'm not saying it's the end-all, end-all, and people love their way of camping and so forth, but I think it's just something a little bit different. It's more comfortable. I didn't have to deal with a leaky air mattress. It was very comfortable. I could sleep on my side, on my belly, on my back. I could flip, and it was no big deal. Um, because of being suspended in the trees, you have a little bit of a, not the burrito of a hammock where it kind of wraps you up, but yet a very comfortable surface to sleep on. So as I got older, that kind of became a thing too, <laughs> the comfort factor. So, But yeah, it's, uh, it's an interesting, I guess I'm somewhat of an ambassador for the company. Um, I just fell in love with it. I was, and it spoke to me, and it's like, well, what am I going to do when I grow up? <laughs> it's like, I don't know, but right now, I want to hang out in the trees as long as possible. This is what I would, this is what I'd be doing anyways. And so if I can do it and help other people get outdoors and try something different, mm. that's basically it. My payoff is just seeing people's minds, their eyes, they, they look just look at it and it doesn't register in their head a little bit. I love that. <laughs> I think that's just, we don't get an, or... Like, it's all around us, but we just don't see it all the time. Yeah. It's like, just something out of the norm. There's there's the play factor with these. Oh, things. huge, yeah. huge. I mean, From kids, like, looking at them and seeing, I think you said, and I've seen it ever since, like, it's got the UFO factor. Oh, yeah. Like kids come out and see it. It's, it's a spaceship, yeah. or it's, uh, I've heard kids like, oh, we're in a pirate ship, or, oh, uh, we're, we're in a spaceship. It's like, they just, their imagination kicks in, they start playing. And they start getting creative, and I'll see them. They'll take a couple pictures. Someone's gonna post something. They gotta take a picture, but then they just put it down and they start playing. Yeah. Um, and adults too. And adults too, and they I love because they just slide into it and they're like looking up through the trees or staring up at the sky, and they just I just watch them check out. <laughs> <laughs> it's like they just there's that break all yeah. of a sudden. They just like hey, this isn't so bad. I could hang out in one of these. But I think it's the exposure. You know? Tensil's only six years old, so um, a lot of people don't even know, just like a lot of stuff, people don't know that it's out there, but I think it's something that, that's a, it's visually appealing, mm -hmm. it's unique, it's aesthetically, I think it kind of fits into the woods. Um, it just seems like it belongs there. Tell the story real quick about that 
And I died at the triathlon last year, this last year. At the triathlon. The guy that came out and, with the stack. Oh, Al? Uh, Al. Al. Oh, my gosh. Love that guy. I think he was 84 years old. Mm-hmm. And um, he, was just, he, he had his walker. Uh, they, I think there was a birthday party or something that it was, it was his birthday or something, and he just stopped dead in his tracks and saw that thing and was like, "I'm going up there," <laughs> and his family's like, "No, Grandpa, you're crazy. It's like, don't go, no, no, what are you doing?" And uh, he didn't hesitate one bit, and we had it stacked three uh, layers, so there's a opening in the center, so you can go up to the next layer, and then you can go up to the next layer. And he uh, he just kept going and sat up there with Karen and I and hung out for a while. Took a self took a selfie with his little flip phone and and just really enjoyed the experience. And and even with the hemming and hawing of his family, he just it's like I was watching a five year old kid again. He was just up there exploring, and so that was really cool. Um, neat gentleman, and and I love that sense. I'm hoping that at 84, I'm still up hanging out in the trees i mean he was 18 feet up in the trees it was like yep yep that's uh hmm. it was an inspiration so ask me what's your business outside jamie oh my gosh mr hedges um i'm getting smoked out here <laughs> <laughs> this is the best part <laughs> I'm going to smell like a campfire. <laughs> Jamie Hedges, what is it that got you into the outdoors? No, you asked me that. Oh, I did? What's your business? Oh, outside? yes. Jamie. Uh, okay. Uh, what's your business outdoors? My business outdoors, we're sitting in it. <laughs> yeah. um, we are uh, sitting on a nearly 500-acre outdoor classroom owned by Rotary Camps and Services in Traverse City. And this, uh, this property is a legacy property for the Rotary Club, and they've uh, managed it for the last many years as... Um, it's an easement with the Grand Traverse Regional Land Conservancy, and it's been managed for diverse wildlife habitat. And they uh, hired me uh, nine, mo- ten months ago now uh, to take us into a new strategic direction. We are offering outdoor education. Meaning to say, we are getting people outside and teaching them how to thrive. In the outdoors. So teaching, yeah, the outdoors. Teaching them the best practices for um, recreating, including things like Leave No Trace and uh, wilderness medicine, how to rescue people when you're out on a hike and come across somebody that's come off their mountain bike and broken their femur against a tree. I hate when that happens. (laughs) (laughs) I had a nickel for everything. (laughs) Um, But also like leveling up in your chosen activity, whether it's uh, backpacking or mountain biking, kayaking, rock climbing. And we've got the facilities here to do it. It's an outdoor classroom. So the public's welcome to come here and 
do their thing, hike, bike, paddle. Um, we've got open rock climbing nights coming up this year. That's but gonna be cool. the big piece, the big, the big product that really makes us and defines our brand is uh, offering the education, like teaching people how to level up, how to do better themselves, but teaching people how to be outdoor leaders, instruct other people, um, be a, a good example to other people, the kids uh, in the outdoors, how to be more safe. Um, the big piece I'm looking forward to this year is with the, is with the water safety because um, yeah. not just in Michigan, nationally, drowning is the second leading cause of childhood death. That's amazing. And in Michigan, we are surrounded by water. We love our water. We count it as a precious resource. Um, so how do we be respectful and how, to be, how do we be responsible with that resource? And I think there's some really amazing opportunities coming up for us to teach people how to, how to do that in a safe way. And anyone... I mean, you were t saying from children to mm -hmm. yes, adults. Yeah, in the past, this has uh, been a camp, and um, we think a lot about camps, but the big open niche for us right now in northern Michigan is there's not really a center uh, that offers outdoor education, progr education uh, programming that um, educates and teaches people to the standards that are in the outdoor industry in other places. So mm -hmm. if you go out west to uh, a million different public lands and or, you know, southeast uh, areas like uh, the Appalachians, like there's an existing standard for how you do this, how you build a campfire, mm -hmm. how you walk away from your campsite and leave nothing. Um, and I think because in northern Michigan there's this uh, rugged independency and, and people do the outdoors as a part of life that we don't really think about it being a, a, a distinct thing from us. Um, people don't recognize as much that there is a, a billion dollar industry in, out, in the outdoors and that there's existing standards and, and um, there's things that have been learned and taught in other areas that we can bring to bear here. So that gets me excited. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like teaching. I like having this 500 acre piece property that we can bring people to. And well, teaching, that's part of your backup. Yeah. I mean, that's... Yes, I've been in environmental education and higher education for 20 years now. Wow. So why should other people care about the outdoors, David, in your opinion? Because it's all around us. It's part of our world. It's part of our whole ecosystem. And I think having an understanding to that, or a connection even, understanding is a, a big step. But I mean, I think 
just realizing that it's there, that it's a, a resource that's abundant, especially here in Michigan, where we are in northern Michigan. And if people can learn to do it best practice and so forth, and then hopefully they're paying it forward to the next people, mm-hmm. the next generation, the next people into to conservancy and to, to um, maintaining, making sure these space, spaces are still available and, and that we have access to them and respect that access to them. And I think that's huge. Um, you were saying with the water, what is it in Michigan? Within thirty minutes, you could be able. To <laughs> it's gotta be by water. <laughs> it's that's that's absolutely amazing, and that's I mean that's that's such an essential part of of life. I don't. I think even if if people maybe not even get the big picture, but they can see the the on a personal level, level where it connects with them. I mean, kind of going back to the childhood thing, I was fascinated with moss, ferns, mm. mushrooms. I just thought that was the most amazing stuff. I could find a, a, a stump with moss on it and just sit there and play uh, some exposed roots, a little trickling stream or something. I could just become immersed into that. And then see that what happened upstream affects something downstream. I could see if I had too much of an impact on a site. I, I, there were little lessons that came across, and and that's uh, it was a very personal thing. Um, and I would like to work with Go Rec and other groups to promote that I think it's really important for the next generation especially as I'm getting a little bit older and so forth I want to I don't want to harp on it but with I mean technology and so forth um, uh, this is going to sidebar a little bit did you see that nature made we can sidebar did you see that nature made commercial no who's the granola nature's yeah. Yeah. Well, they, 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 Valley. Nature Valley, I think it yeah. is. Well, they, they went through something where they were kind of doing this. They were talking to older people. They had like a, what appeared like a grandparent and an older child. I mean, but now an adult. Mm-hmm. They're like, how did you get in the outdoors? What did you do? And so forth. And, and then they were interviewing these young five to seven year old children. And it's like, I'm on my phone for five to eight hours. And it's like, no sense of the outdoors. Uh, whatsoever this this was a sad story this was in Montana I was camping out with some folks and there was a cabin but a lot of us were in tents and there was a young kid about five no sorry seven years old and he was playing a, a video game and he was in the woods on the video game collecting logs to build a fire and I was like, dude. On the video game. Yeah, on the video game. And I'm like, how about you put that down <laughs> and, and let's actually go out and grab some sticks IRL and build logs. a fire. <laughs> and he's like, oh, that'd be like virtual reality. I'm like, no, it's reality. It's, 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 this is a thing. I'd be like virtual, wait. <laughs> <laughs> but it was interesting, the concept. And, and eventually they got off of it and got, got into it. But it was it was... It wasn't an easy process, but mm. once they got in, 
into it. It was just naturally took its own course and, and they got into it. And he ended up being a really good fire builder. <laughs> um, but it was a real fire. Um, it was just, it was mind blowing. Oh, what am I turning? 